Welcome back to Chatting with Copywriters Season 2. I'm your co-host, Kimberly. And I'm Bobby. This season, we have more of your favorite ad breakdowns. Insider marketing and copywriting tips. Interviews and more wacky questions that lead into interesting marketing subjects. In this special episode of Chatting with Copywriters, we're once again going to look back through the ages at some very old marketing and then, uh, you know, see how it, we think it would work in today's world. But before we get down to that really fun exercise, Bobby, as always, has a question for me. So, Bobby, what is my question today? So, my question actually comes with a story first. Um, okay, and then stories are good. Story first, then question. So I, uh, my kids wanted cereal, so I went and, but they wanted different cereal than we had. So I went and looking for, you know, different cereals, got them Fruity Pebbles and on Fruity Pebbles is the Flintstones, right? Yes. And I don't know in case you are a little bit younger than I am, but Flintstones is definitely one of those cartoons that I grew up with. And I 100% remember their, you know, starting song and everything like that, which made me then go down memory lane and remember all of the jingles that I grew up with, like. Roto-Rooter, you know, and Bounty, the quicker picker upper. <laughs> and I yes. was wondering, you know, when you go down your trip down memory lane, what are some of the most memorable jingles? I remember the jingles more than I remember the product, but jingles or even ads that you think of that you're like, oh my God, I remember that from like a gazillion years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, so... <laughs> It's definitely been many, many years since I've watched commercials with any regularity. Uh, but I do remember the first thing that came to mind that I could actually remember uh, is every kiss begins with K. Oh, yeah. They still run that one. I'm definitely pretty sure they do. Christmas. So that's not exactly definitely helpful around to you. <laughs> that's all right. um, And then uh, there was a radio ad for Zales diamonds which had the uh, trans-siberian orchestra playing uh christmas in sarajevo and then i remember the directions <laughs> on the corner of highway 40 <laughs> um so that's not very helpful for you either because uh, i don't actually know what zales is um tagline is anymore a diamond is forever a diamond is forever okay that's specifically zales and you call yours no well yeah that really was that was theirs they they whether they started that, De Beers was definitely, they kind of really started the, the diamond market, but okay. Zales, I think, was a diamond is forever. Gotcha. And then uh, McDonald's, we love to make you smile. Yeah. And I remember when they switched to I'm loving it, and I was like, I don't get it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, uh, but we love to make you smile is so much better. Uh, yeah, so I, I think McDonald's currently is. I'm loving it. Um, I think that is. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it is too. Anyway, I'm really uh, a bad person to ask, apparently, for this. No, well, you know, uh, I mean, when you get th when you get thrown when you get thrown the question that you really weren't prepped for. But you know, the the point is, there are there's jingles and even ads, or hell, even old cartoons or whatever it is that stick with you kind of through the, through your life. And you like, yes. look, if, if the useless space in my brain that holds old song lyrics <laughs> and, um, and ads for products that may or may not even be around anymore, if that space was, you know, filled up by useful information, 
it would be amazing. But you know, you go down this trip down memory lane and all of a sudden it pops up and then you get the jingle that gets stuck in your head. And you're like, oh my God. Or like moms love Ovaltine. More Ovaltine, please. Yes, more Ovaltine, please. I have never in my life had Ovaltine, but apparently moms love it. Yes. And choosy moms choose Jif. You know, there's so many of those, those little taglines that they do, they stick with you and it it, it will pop up out of nowhere. You're just like, oh my God, I remember this from so many years ago, which really is the point of our whole vintage ads. Now I have two vintage ads that I would love to share with you. You know, how has marketing changed for so many, many years ago? None of these were memorable because number one, I wasn't alive when they originally put them out, but they also didn't stand the test of time because right. it's not what they're running now. There so, you go. Are you ready for our first vintage ad? I'm ready for our first vintage ad. All right. So this is an ad that ran in 1966. <gasps> you have the year this time. That's exciting. I do. I do, I do have the year. It is before my time. So. <laughs> Mine too, for sure. All right. It it does appear as though it is a full page ad, most likely out of some type of magazine. I don't have that information. Okay. Um, so we'll see if I can read it because it's kind of small. And of course, it's an it's an older one. So it's it's a little uh, wonky. Wordy. Yes. There's well, yeah, there's there's a, there's a mini story in it. Okay. So half of the ad, the top half of the ad is an image of a woman. She looks to be in a bathrobe with a pencil pressed on her forehead. She's sitting at a desk, right? So she's got a pencil pressed against her forehead and she is flipping over a book or flipping a page over in a book. She's got a lamp in front of her. She's obviously at a desk. She's got a cup of coffee most likely because that's what most people drink. But you know, I, I would call it tea. I just don't see the tea bag. <laughs> right. So this is kind of, and, and she's, it's, it looks like it's nighttime because the light is on, but around her and behind her is dark. Okay. So that's kind of the image that we've got going on. The title underneath it, which is the biggest, I mean, this is the biggest words on the page is the glamorous life of a stewardess. Because the image of somebody sitting okay. at a desk has anything to do with being a stewardess for me, but that's where, that's where we're at. Okay. So it says, this is a non-public appearance of a United Airlines stewardess. United invented, in quotes, the airline stewardess back in 1930 to make air travel a little easier for our first customers. In those days, the specifications were registered nurse, not over 25 years of age, weighing 115 pounds or less. That is so definitely 1966, not... What? not over five feet four inches tall okay so we'll just uh we'll hold the commentary (laughs) until you read all of it yeah exactly uh this made sense because the petite first ladies of the air had to squeeze their way through narrow aisles serving up thermos jugs of hot coffee and reassuring smiles to a nervous new flying public today you don't have to be a registered nurse or under 115 pounds or five feet four inches tall but you do have to know how to put extra care, also in quotes, in action. Sue the first-time flyer, relax a tired businessman, quiet a baby, or laugh with a child. Our stewardesses go through tough competition for their wings. Only one applicant in 30 makes it. We have the finest flock of stewardesses in the airline business and the largest 2,754 smiling reasons 
why it's a friendly sky when you fly United. Okay, so that's the end of the text. The, at the bottom, it says, fly the friendly skies of United. It's almost as big as the headline with a picture of an airplane. And there's a line coming out of the airplane. It says, she's going to make someone a great wife. I have so many, so many thoughts. Um, <laughs> okay, so first off, uh, I understand what they're doing here, right? They're kind of trying mm-hmm. to paint the picture that when you fly with United, you know, we, we take extra special care of you. Our, our entire staff that you're going to interact with have been highly trained to give you the best experience. That I do get. But uh-huh. I will say it's buried. It's like the last paragraph that you read where it mentions uh-huh. all of that. Um, and, you know, we've talked about this a lot when we talk about old ads, about how it's uh, – there's at least a call to action to this, which is fly with us, but I don't recall you saying anything like, here's our reservation number or, uh, uh-huh. you know, yeah. uh, contact – there's, yeah, there's very little call to action in this at Right, all. it's like contact your nearest United representative to book your next vacation. I mean, there's nothing like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um Things that don't stand the test of time, of course, is, uh, well, I I like the fact, and and it was probably fairly progressive for the mid-60s, the fact that you no longer had to be under 115 pounds and under 5'4 and a registered nurse. It was the 1960s, so you had to be under 120. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't say what the new standards are, right? But it does say that those are no longer the standards, but the real standards, the standards that matter, which again, very Uh interesting take, the standards that matter is their ability to take care of customers, which is very interesting, I believe. Um, I'm with you though, like stewardess in a bathrobe, at a desk with the sun setting, like none of that would make me think, oh, this is an airline ad. Yeah. Not to mention with the the title, the glamorous life of a stewardess. Yeah. That's so, making me think like this is going to be a thought piece or an article about how glamorous lives of stewardesses is a myth. Like, you know, there's, there's no jet setting because it's boring and you're stuck in a hotel room in your bathroom. Yeah, see, the glamorous life in, in my opinion would be maybe it's sitting on the beach for the destination that you've just flown all of your people to. And so now mm-hmm. you get the opportunity to sit back and kick your feet up drink a Mai Tai, whatever it is. Yes, and absolutely. You know, that's much more on that glamour. But in this, in this image, it's almost like she's toiling over studies or something, which is yeah. fine if you're trying to sell something like that. But that to me doesn't, it doesn't scream glamour. It doesn't scream glamour. It doesn't scream air travel. It doesn't scream that we care about customer service, which is my, my, my understanding of this ad is that's what it's all about, right? Mm -hmm. United wanted to uh, highlight the fact that they highly train their flight attendants, or I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. stewardesses as they are, as they were called back then, you know, they're highly trained. They're all about customer care, all about customer service, and they give you extra attention. Um, none of that comes through with the image and a lot of it is buried because they introduced the entire topic with, uh, these were our very exacting standards back in the day that had nothing to do with ability. Yeah. We used to, we used to have, we used to have standards of look versus standards of care. And also the ability to, uh, take care of you if you get sick, right? You had to be a nurse. Yes. You had to be a nurse. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people who you know, they 
take random pills or, I mean, there's, there's a reason there's a lot of bars in airports. It's because yeah. people are like, I must be drunk before I get on a plane. And, right. and that's fine if that's your sense of medication in order to go fly. So I can understand at least the standards of being a registered nurse. Yes, that one makes sense. But the rest of it, it's like- What I, I do like, what I do like they did that they did was, it was the transition of, you know, we cared about looks, but now we care about, we care about who, you know, who is serving you and the fact that they can do that. Yes. But I, I like that transition. I, I like that- they're able to make the transition in a very short, um, in, in a very short space, but you're right. I think it gets buried at the end and maybe it's because I'm reading it, uh, you know, aloud versus, you know, just reading it in a magazine, but this, it doesn't, it doesn't come across as, I mean, look, the glamorous lifestyle does has not, I would go more along the lines of you know, the caring lifestyle or the something like that. Lifestyle, yeah. The, um, the customer first lifestyle. I mean, something about the fact that we are all about providing a great experience as, and the, the, at the very end, you'd say something about 2000, some random number reasons to smile, yeah, which just I love lost that it's me. An, but I, I love that it's an odd number. It's a very specific sounding number. Very Is that the number of employees number. they have? I have no idea. That's that's what I was lost about. I like that it's specific, but I was like, is that the number of flight attendants? That it wouldn't surprise me if that's their number are? of flight attendants because you know when but I. But it's not again, clear. So we have the finest flock of stewardesses in the airline business and the largest. So it is mm. the number of okay. stewardesses that they have. It's just so you know two thousand seven hundred and fifty-four. I love that it's a specific number. And, yes, I like that part. You know, instead of you know more than two thousand seven hundred. Or, right, right. or almost 2,800, 2,800, right? Yeah. Those, yeah. Those numbers, they seem fake and they're designed to kind of almost be off putting. And you're like, I don't really know. Whereas when you get very specific, people believe it's, it's a psychology thing. It's more believable because it's so specific. Right. And, uh, yeah, I as I, as, as I said before, you know, they do have a kind of call to action, which is fly with us. And it does relate to the copy about how, you know, we're a great customer service airline to fly with. But I just think between the, the headline and the very odd choice for image and then the introduction, which is all about uh, old standards and very, very jarring, especially when you're talking about the glamorous life of flight attendants. Um, it's just there's so many things that don't agree uh, that I am just kind of like, I'm not really sure what I'm seeing here. I, I still think that one of my favorite, it would never fly, haha, pun intended, um, in today's standards is the, the last little quote at the end. She's oh, going she to make, make someone, someone a, great someone wife. a great wife. And I'm like, yeah, which is in and, in and of itself, which is very interesting. So because and I can't tell if this is an ad to promote you to fly or if this isn't actually an ad recruiting stewardesses right that's what i'm i think it's to recruit you to fly because it says come fly with us uh, you know uh, what was the yeah it, 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 well line? it's you know giving you 2754 smiling reasons why it's a friendly sky when you fly united right right so but what i find very interesting is that one little line is in and of itself, uh, it's an unwritten requirement that they put in there is that yes. they're not married. 
Yeah. So they're single. And well, <laughs> when you said that, my first question was, well, is she not allowed to be a stewardess after she gets married? I, I don't know, but this would be back in 1966. So it would not surprise me if it was a requirement that you were, were unmarried, single and yeah. unmarried because as it says, it, it kind of even in the ad is flight or commercial flight at that point in time was, was new or they were just kind of getting over the hump of the new commercial aviation to where it was starting to become more and more mainstream. And so, you know, um, there is a, there was a show at one point in time, just recently, a couple of years back. I mean, my timeline apparently is really screwed up on that. Um, it was called Pan Am and it was about the first. Oh yeah. It lasted like four episodes. It wouldn't surprise, it wouldn't surprise me. I didn't actually watch it, but you know, it was all about, you know, just hooking up in the sky and going with, you know, you've got your pilot who's the, the man of the, the roost of what was going on. It was just, it was just weird. And that was, that was only from the commercials of just that, um, of that show, but it was still, I mean, that's kind of what it was back then was, was the, that lifestyle that, Hey, you know, we're carefree and we're not married and come join us because you never know, you may have a chance. <laughs> right. And it, it's very interesting that, um, like just to have that extra quote bubble is so completely unrelated. Unless I guess you're trying to imply that our, our stewardesses are so caring that they'd also be great wives and mothers, I guess. Um, maybe that's the implication, but it just, it seems like such a break from the rest of the ad, uh, especially since the ad was highlighting, this is the standards we used to have, but now we care about customer service more than how tall our stewardesses are. I, I would say thinking back, not that I was alive back in 1966, because I wasn't. Um, <laughs> she really wants to make that clear. <laughs> no, it was just, but the, the mentality of 1966, yes. right? I can only say that from hearsay, just because I didn't live through through that right, decade. Right. But the, the mentality back then, that would have, that, that would have worked. I mean, obviously it did. Um, and it fit the general mentality of that decade. Yeah, I, I would say it probably does fit the general mentality of the decade. Um, you also have to remember, though, the 60s were the sexual revolution. So maybe it was uh, right before that mentality was going to be changing. Uh, but, you know, just to talk about the, the marketing and the juxtaposition of all the different aspects of this ad, it's uh, I can see why it uh, doesn't fly today, if you will. <laughs> uh, and I can also see how some of, you know, I pointed out the, uh, at the very beginning, they highlighted what they used to need and they highlighted what they, they focused on now, which was a very progressive idea at the time, right? We mm -hmm. care about the fact that you can pass our training and they, they build in social proof, right? Uh, you know, only one in 30 people are able to pass our standards. That's really, really, you know, that gives a, a, a kind of value and a kind of, um, social yeah, proof of, the type of care you can expect and we that don't we just actually let anybody care about in the training. Doors. Yeah. Yeah. So I did like that part where it was, you know, these are the details of what goes into training our, our stewardesses. Um, and then, you know, this is why it's friendly, right? It's always a friendly sky when you fly with United, I think mm -hmm. was, was, was yeah, something like that. There. Yeah. Uh, but again, just going back to, I'm not sure how the glamorous life of a flight attendant, especially since, 
back then, everyone's idea was what you're talking about with Pan Am, right? It was jet setting. Uh-huh. It was partying. It was, you know, you fly and then you'd have a great time where you went and then you'd fly again. And everyone was, uh, you know, it was a very new thing to do and you would get dressed up to fly back then. I mean, it's a very... Oh, yeah. No, it was an event. Like, it was an it was event, an- right? And, you know, you have to think about it. I think I saw somewhere that uh, the prices of flying back then in modern day uh, pricing is just like $1,500 one way. You know, and that was just from like, you know, Memphis to Detroit or something. We're not talking about the really nice international flights there. We're talking, you know, economy class. Uh, that's why yeah, it was not. But as economy successful. class back then was way different. There's, yes. there, there's, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of airline ads that I find are, are very amusing. Um, but we, uh, you know, this is not the airline ad show. But no. so um, <laughs> And if I can if, if I can find the one that I'm thinking of, I'm sure we'll break it down. In um, um, I'm sure we'll break it down in a later episode. But it was something along the lines of you know it was sort of if this is what flying is like today, imagine what it is going to be in the future. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, or yeah, yeah, that's great. So you know, I think um, there's definitely aspects of this particular ad that would work today. Uh, that you do see today, you know, the statistics, the the detail, the attention mm-hmm. to detail, the specific numbers, the fact there is a call out. It's not moving a very specific from, call out. It's it's moving people from what they thought into what is new. Absolutely. So it does that as well. So it, 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 there, there's, a, there's a lot to like in it. There's a lot that just wouldn't work today and in today's market, but that's part of the fun of breaking them down. It is part of the fun of breaking them down. You've been listening to Chatting with Copywriters, where we broke down how marketing has changed with a fun airline ad back from United in the heyday of the 1960s. If you like this episode, feel free to smash that subscribe button so you get future episodes delivered to your favorite digital device. We'd love your ratings and reviews, so take a few seconds and let us know what you think. Also, if you want to be on an episode, visit our website at chattingwithcopywriters.com slash guest.